Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Again, Brian Reese, the VA Claims Insider, coming at you live from Austin, Texas. And today we're talking about VA disability claims for migraines. VA claims for migraines. What's up, homies? I got my man Terrell Morell, B. Radel, and Mr. Stacy Allen. What's happening, gents? Not much, man. Living the dream. Living the dream. Yes, sir. Living the dream. Cool. So this is awesome. I got some really smart, accomplished, good-looking dudes on this crew. <laughs> I got some awesome dudes and fellow disabled vets on with me now, and uh, we're talking about VA disability claims today for migraines, and we are live, gang. So uh, look, uh, fellow vets joining us, wherever you dial in from, welcome to you if you're here live. If you're watching the recording on Facebook or YouTube later on, welcome to you as well. Okay, if you're watching the recording, please also continue to ask your question because we haven't forgotten about you. We're gonna come back and we're still gonna try to answer it. Okay, now as fellow disabled vets, we want to recognize you and your service. So please let us know your name, where you're dialing in from, your branch of service, and your years of service. And this is super cool. Again, it's part of our uh, brand relaunch of what we're doing. It's about us. It's about the movement of VA Claims Insider, okay? And fellow disabled veterans serving fellow disabled veterans. And without further ado, I've got three awesome fellow disabled vets, team members, all right, of the VA Avengers, part of VA Claims Insider, and I'm going to start with my man, Terrell Morell over here. Uh, please give everybody a shout, man. Give Do a Absolutely. little intro. Absolutely. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, vets. My name is Terrell Morell from the great city of Baltimore, Maryland. I'm a veteran master coach of Team VA Avengers. I proudly served in the world's greatest Navy from 1998 to 2012, 14 honorable years. Thank you. Awesome, man. Awesome. And I want to introduce myself. I'm Brian Radel. I'm calling in from Sunbury, Pennsylvania. And uh, I was in the Air Force from 83 to 92. Woohoo! Nine years. Yes, sir. Just like you. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, can, hey, B, can I, uh, I'm not going to say make fun of you, but uh, I was born the year you uh, began serving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he hears it all the time. The joke's fly. I am the oldest one on our team, and uh, I hear it all the time, all man. All the time. I was yes, born sir. in 1983, brother, when you probably started boot camp. Yeah. 
And happy belated well, uh, birthday to our brother Brian Reese. Oh, yeah. Thanks, yeah, happy yes, happy birthday. Happy birthday, man. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it. I, I, I think we stopped counting after 21. So everybody's yeah. like, what are you going to do on your birthday? I was like, uh, what I always do, probably stay in my house, eat some cake, hang out, watch a little TV. So, but it was good. It was fun. I got to spend some time good. with my little man, Dylan, too, uh, my seven-year-old. So it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, but how about down here? Who we got down here? All right. Well, hello, everyone. My name's Stacy Allen, um, Army Service Disabled Veteran. Uh, served uh, Gulf War, uh, Veteran Coach Team VA Avengers. Uh, happy to be here. And I do want to take just a second um, to shout out to my wife. Uh, 20 years ago today, we were married. Oh. So, oh, uh, friend, so looking yeah. forward to another 20 with her. So. Thank you. All right. All right. Yes. Happy anniversary. Yeah. Happy anniversary is right. Stacy, what's the secret, man? I, I've been married since uh, September. So what, what's the secret to... She's always right. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's all you got to remember. Yeah. Got it. VA disability claims for migraines. That is the topic today. A very, very important topic um va claims va disability claims for migraines are high value claims uh, we define a high value claim as a va disability condition that has a high likelihood of being rated at 30 percent or higher on its own okay and the reason that's important vets is because of how the va calculates your combined va disability rating okay va disability ratings are not cumulative they're not additive okay the va uses a fuzzy math calculation starting with your highest rated disability all the way on down to the 10 percenters and the zero percenters so the reason that that matters is if you're already at 70 percent or 80 percent or 90 percent and you're trying to get a higher rating if it's what you deserve by law if you add in a bunch of zero percenters and a bunch of 10 percenters, it's probably not going to put you over, okay? But if you start layering in high value disability claims, uh, conditions that can be rated at 30% or higher on its own, the likelihood of the scales tipping in your favor go up significantly, okay? Not to mention, so many veterans suffer from headaches, now, before I turn it over to some of these guys to talk about headaches a little bit more and tease out um, some of the meat of today's training, I just want to highlight that a lot of vets focus on migraines, okay? A migraine is a type of headache. There are over 150 different types of headaches that have been defined by the Mayo Clinic, okay, and medical researchers. Even though the VA compensation disability system in the law only mentions migraines, it applies to any type of headache, okay? The rating schedule applies to any type of headache, post-traumatic headaches, tension headaches, migraine headaches. There's a, a whole bunch of them, okay? And by the way, there's a, a really high-value blog post we've got out there. If you go to the Google machine and type, VA disability ratings for migraines, the definitive guide, you'll find our post. Um, I, I literally, gang, I can guarantee you will learn something in this post Absolutely. that you don't already know. 
KVA disability rates for migraine, 0% to 50%. I would say, uh, gents, I don't know about you, but probably the most common VA rating I see for migraines is 30%. 30. Yeah, some, sometimes 50. Mm -hmm. um, and what do y'all think? I mean, what's when you're talking to a disabled vet and they're mentioning to you that they're having issues with headaches, Walk me through kind of some of the coaching process you go through, the powerful questions you might ask to help a vet unlock what they're dealing with. Absolutely. Um, so the first question I always ask a veteran, million dollar question is, do you have a diagnosis, right? So often what we'll do is yeah. say we have headaches, we have migraines, and I go get me some over-the-counter meds. And I, I, my two, I, I too myself have been, uh, you know, a victim of this. I used to just medicate it with Excedrin migraine, right? I would run to Walmart or Target or my local CVS and, and grab some Excedrin migraine and just start popping those things because I didn't know how bad my migraines were. Um, I didn't suffer from migraines prior to surface. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a carrier sailor. I used to sleep underneath the catapult on the aircraft carrier. So I don't know which jogged around in my head over that time. And if you are a sailor like myself, you know that uh, they get those planes off that flight deck quick, fast, in a hurry, and constantly. And, you know, you live under those things, right? I lived under an airport and over a nuclear bomb uh, for the better part of two and a half years of my life. Uh, so, you know, when I started suffering from headaches and migraines, I didn't know where it came from. I literally just started, you know, like I said, medicating myself uh, OTC, over-the-counter. Um, until it got bad enough where it put me in the, the ER, right? I remember living in San Diego and waking up at about two o'clock in the morning and I wanted to take a drill to the side of my head to stop the pain because it was so bad. Uh, and I tried to wake my wife up and say, hey, hey, take me to the hospital. She didn't budge. I literally drove to Balboa and they were medical with my clothes damn near. It's somebody stop this pain now. I'm going to end. Um, and, and that was kind of my first experience with migraines. I uh, started my process of getting answers for them. Uh, lots of tests were involved in that process. I didn't know uh, spinal taps, uh, you know, uh, CT scans, uh, you know, a bevy of things that they wanted to start doing because they didn't know where it came from uh, or what it was attributed to. Uh, so getting a diagnosis would be my first tip for sure. Awesome. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to piggyback off that uh, and because Terrell, when I came to VACI, he was my, my, my coach. He was my veteran master coach. He coached me through the process. And uh, one of the things, one of the first other things he asked me about that was, do I have a log, you know, to track yeah. the migraines, which is it was very, very important. I had no idea about tracking them, you know, and so he put me onto that app, Migraine Buddy app, you know, so you can yeah. track your log. You know, and that's an awesome tool. And as soon as anyone starts mentioning uh, headaches, migraines to me, you know, I make sure they do utilize that Migraine Buddy app because you can download the report and you can submit it right with it to the VA as evidence. So that, that is an awesome tool. And Terrell, you know, like I said, coached me through that process. And I, I pass that on to all my best to work with, you know, when they talk about the, uh, yeah. the migraines. Powerful tip. Thank you, gents. Uh, diagnosis, number one. And number two, get yourself a way to log, record your episodes. What are they like? How often are they happening? Where do you feel pain? One side of your head, both sides of your head. Is it throbbing pain? Is it sharp pain? 
Do you have to lie down in a dark room, right? Are you out of commission? Are you missing work? Is it causing economic loss for you and your family because of time missed from, from work? That's important. We're going to talk about uh, some of those in more detail here as we go along. But what Brian just mentioned, you can actually then, if you're tracking your migraines, your headaches with something called the Migraine Buddy app, okay, or another method, you're going to be able to then print out or download the entire running log of your headaches into a report that you can then use to upload in support of your VA disability claim for headaches. It's called medical evidence, right? Number one reason in our experience why VA disability claims get denied, veterans do not have enough medical evidence, okay? Huge tip there. Um, how about you, Stacy? Walk us through uh, migraine headaches and uh, some of the things that you think about when you talk to vets. Well, um, you know, just exactly what Terrell and Brian were mentioning, you know, that, that first uh, step of diagnosis, you know, I, I was actually diagnosed last year. I've had migraines for years, but same thing, like Terrell said, you know, I mean, we just go self-medicate, whatever we need to do, but yeah. that doesn't get that credible medical evidence that you need. You have to have that diagnosis of whether it's a migraine or some other type of headache, um, but you have to have, you know, a medical professional document that. There's just no other way around it. Um, you know, and, and again, on the tracking, um, the app is great, a notebook, anything, like you said, just, uh, just keep that log because that's going to be important when you do, when you do file. Absolutely. So yeah. we've talked so far, and thank you, Stacy and Brian and T, um, these tips that we're sharing with you today, I'm going to go back to just the very basics for a second. Three things, okay? In all VA disability claims, for every condition you're claiming, you need to be thinking about three things. Okay, number one, do you have a medical diagnosis of that disability? Yes or no? And is it documented in a medical record? That can be in service treatment records. Okay, those are the records from your time on active duty or in the reserve or guard. That can be in your VA records. Okay, if you're seeing a, a VA primary care physician or maybe you're utilizing the secure message feature uh, on My Healthy Vet to communicate with your primary care team um, or in any private medical records. So, you know, maybe you're utilizing the Mission Act or you get CHAMP VA or you're covered under TRICARE or some other private insurance plan and you've got a private medical professional who you see, Okay. That include it, that counts as well. Okay, the yeah. mi the biggest misconception I think I see here, guys and gals, is that veterans think that the diagnosis has to be in their service treatment records. That is absolutely not true. It can be on any medical record, and it can be years after you've left the service, mm -hmm. as Stacy just mentioned. Okay, why is that? So many veterans don't realize they have these conditions on active duty or they do realize it but they don't go to the doctor because they don't want to look weak mm -hmm. right they don't want to fall out of formation 
I don't want to be put on a profile. I don't want to miss PT. I don't want to have to tell my commander that I'm having these issues. I'm afraid I might be undeployable. I'm afraid they might, you know, slow roll Call me, me a for sick promotion. Commando. Yeah, yeah, you're you're a wussy, right? Like go mm-hmm. go join the Air Force. No, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> so, oh, they say PT in the Air Force. <laughs> go join this. Go join the Space Force. No, but you know what I'm saying is it's a cultural issue typically on active duty where we suffer alone in silence uh, for many of these issues and we don't get the help we need when we need it. Fast forward, you leave the service, it's 30 years later, you file a disability claim, it comes back denied, not service connected, no evidence of any medical issues for headaches in the veteran service treatment records from 1987, duh because you never went to the doctor, okay? The way around it is get your butt to the doctor. You have to pick up the phone. Now we're in the middle of COVID, okay? Coronavirus, lots Mm -hmm. of medical facilities are closed. Mm -hmm. The VA, uh, at least the, the VA in Austin, Texas right now, they're not seeing patients in person unless it's a, a serious life health issue. What you can do, though, is connect with a physician's assistant or, or a doctor or a nurse practitioner over video teleconference, okay, using the, the VA Connect platform or others, okay? And once you make that appointment, once you get that call, tell him or her everything going on with you, okay? That's, that's number one. Remember, I said three things. Number Absolutely. one get a diagnosis. If you don't have a diagnosis of headaches and you go to file a claim for one, guess what's going to happen? They're going to kick it out so Gosh. quick. Quick. Gone. No. You, you, yeah. may, you may not even get a CNP exam Correct. because they may say they can't even find enough evidence to order an exam, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the first part is get a diagnosis for headaches, migraine headaches, if you don't already have one. Number two, are those migraine headaches caused or made worse by your active duty military service? Okay. That's what uh, is legally referred to as the nexus. Now, so many vets confuse this idea of a nexus. It's like this mysterious creature that nobody can wrap their mind around. A nexus means connection. That's what a nexus means. Okay. It means connection. So what you have to be thinking about is the migraine headaches, whether you left the service 30 years ago or you left last week, how did your active duty cause or make your headaches worse? Was it an accident? Was it a deployment? We heard Terrell talk about his time in the Navy, right? Some of the things he was exposed to. Was it rockets and mortars? Okay, maybe it's some kind of a a post-traumatic headache or a post-concussive headache situation, okay? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's due to side effects of medication you're taking, right? Maybe your headaches are due to something you're taking for another service-connected disability. Correct. Like mental health, Mm -hmm. right? Guess what? If you Google side effects of and enter the name of the medication you're prescribed, chances are headaches, dizziness, nausea, vomiting are common side effects of those medications you're taking, okay? So maybe there's a link there for what's called secondary service connection, 
Okay, so be thinking about the nexus for you. Be thinking about how you're going to explain that in plain English. That's number two. The third part, this is another area that a lot of vets miss. Under the law, you must have persistent and reoccurring symptoms of your migraines into the present day. We call that severity of symptoms. And let me explain why that's important real quick. Let's say you have a diagnosis, right? So check on number one. You get a medical nexus letter, an independent medical opinion. You wrote a strong personal statement. Clearly, it's, it's going to be service-connected. Okay, boom, two. Your actual rating is determined by the severity of your symptoms. Okay, so if you're hearing my voice right now, vets, and you're already service-connected for headaches at 0% or 10%, the reason your rating is low is because the VA said, yeah, he's got a diagnosis service connected, but there's no symptoms or those symptoms are not negatively impacting your work, your life, your social functioning, mm -hmm. but maybe they actually are. And if they are, we're going to outline some strategies for how you go about getting that increase. Okay. So those three things for all disability claims, vets, keep those in mind. All right. How about, do you guys have anything you want to add on that? I know we, that's a, that's a lot of info. We could talk about that, that those three things for days. Definitely. We always talk about that triangle of success, right? Yes. The Kaluza triangle when we're uh, expressing those things to veterans, right? Uh, service treatment, you know, medical documentation, get a diagnosis, clear medical nexus, right? Uh, you'll hear us say it all the time throughout all our conversations because it's really the crust of what we're trying to accomplish and help with the veterans, right? So we're putting that triangle together for them to ensure that they come back with a successful claim. Um, yeah, so uh, no, you're right on point, B, right on point. I love that. I love that triangle of success, right? Because you can, you can wrap that around your brain. Everybody knows a, a triangle. I can't make one properly with my hands, but we can picture a triangle. There's three sides to it, right? Right. <laughs> here, here, here's my, here's my Air Force, this is my Air Force triangle, triangle right there. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, uh, Brian and Stacy? anything you want to add on the, the triangle of success and kind of some pitfalls maybe to avoid? I can share, um, uh, one little pitfall that I that I ran across on my own uh, case during a CMP exam, uh, the uh, physician looked in my mouth and asked me if I had ever been diagnosed with OSA or, or sleep apnea. And uh, I said, well, I've never been diagnosed with it, so I don't know if I have it. Well, the, the rating came back saying that I reported having sleep apnea. And which is known to worsen headaches. So my claim was denied based on that. So that's an HLR now. But my point, my point is uh, to always be very clear uh, with the examiner of the issues and, and, and never let them take you down a rabbit hole um, to try and to try and find a way to not service connect your, your service connected issue. That's a great tip. And hearing you tell that story, Stacy, like I'm internally starting to get angry. Right. Um, it makes me so mad. I, I literally vets it. It hurts me right here. Right. I just made a little heart. Now imagine, now imagine an arrow 
piercing through that heart and a knife jabbing all aside. You want to get my blood boiling? Tell me a story of a garbage compensation and pension examiner that you've seen. Uh, it, it literally just makes my blood boil. And the part that makes me so mad about it is nobody's doing anything about it. Mm -hmm. it these CNP examiners literally are the gatekeepers of your rating and there's no accountability in the system. None. None. It's absolutely ridiculous. If there was a rating criteria for 100% for migraines, I would have met and exceeded that, but it caps out at 50. Uh, so the first rating I got for migraines was zero, right? Um, clearly had uh, treatment in service that was documented, clearly was being treated outside of service. I get 90 days worth of medication every 90 days. I am on a preventative and an abortive, med an abortive medication for my migraines and my first rating criteria came back with zero right and the, and it was the the rating is hopefully this veteran goes away um and i literally went from zero to 50 after doing a notice of disagreement this was prior to uh the february 19 2019 uh new modernization act for appeals uh, so i went down the nod path uh that took about seven months and finally, they, they got it right and then went back two and a half years with back pay because my initial claim for migraines was denied. Uh, so sometimes uh, and a lot of times CMP examiners just get it wrong. Like, what did I say to make you assume that, you know, I fell under the zero percent criteria for migraines when I was having three or four or five, sometimes six at a time? I remember last July, I had a migraine 24 straight days, right? 24. I, I had it counted. It was on my migraine buddy. It was like, what in the hell? Um, so it, it's tough, right? And, you know, we, we literally have to keep fighting this because sometimes you just flat out get it wrong. Uh, you know, uh, Stacy was a veteran I was working with, yeah. and you know, we said HLR B Rads came through when I, when I was assisting him, and you know, I literally assisted them the same way that I assisted myself, right? Uh, I let veterans know that they have to quantify. Uh, what's going on with them take out the the unknowns when you say couple or sometimes or often you give them a leeway to step in there and say this is not happening to you so how often are they happening how long are they lasting are they are you missing family time are you missing work time or some of the key things uh when you go in there you definitely don't want to go in there speaking and sounding like a doctor right uh you know that word prostrating which i'm sure is going to come up in our conversation funny <laughs> um, you should mention it i was going to bring it up right yeah right so um you, you want to be able to tell your story and and, and how it directly affects your life right so um, I'm very uh, overt when I talk about how my migraines affect me, right? Again, how often are they happening? How long are they lasting? Are you missing family time? Are you missing work time? And, and the migraine CMP exam is one of the shortest exams that the, the VA actually offers. They didn't call me in. I was sitting at work at the University of Texas in Austin, and they called my phone. I just happened to pick up because I saw a Temple number. And uh, I stayed on the phone for three minutes and 22 seconds having a CMP exam 
uh, for migraines, right? And they just asked me questions, right? Am I missing work time? And I said, hey, uh, I get eight hours of vacation a month and eight hours of sick time. I have exhausted all of my sick time and none of my vacation time. And it's all been due to my migraines, right? Which comes back to that prostrating, right? Stopping all activity, taking medication, uh, basically shutting down your life is the definition of prostrating, right? Does your migraine take you to the point where everything stops and you have to seclude yourself, go into a quiet space, go into a dark space, right? I'm, I'm sitting in my office with sunshades on, right? I'm unscrewing fluorescent light bulbs, anything that would prevent that aurora yeah or whatever it may have been that was triggering my migraines and all of my, uh, you know, my supervisors were aware of those things. Uh, I was actually in, a, you know, an ADA program at work uh, for my migraines. Right. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's been a, a long, tough road. So Terrell, um, thank you for, for sharing that man. And you've, you do have very, very severe migraines and, the one thing you just said, though, that I found interesting is this is a similar experience that I had trying to work around other people. Okay, now some of this was due to the mental health issues and the anxiety, but some of it's also due to the headache. So I shared a small office space with three other people, right? So like we each had our own little cube when I was working for the Department of the Air Force. I actually had to make sure that the lights were off in that space that we worked in and that caused some issues right so not everybody wants the lights off they want the lights on right well i need i need the lights off can you please keep the lights off and just use a light at your thing right well no so some of that helped with getting me a reasonable accommodation to mm -hmm. telework okay so that's something that you need to think about with headaches mental health conditions is it harming or affecting your ability to work? Now, there's a key thing here that I want to uh, differentiate. The 50% rating talks about severe economic inadaptability. Okay, that's a mouthful. Nobody knows what it means. And guess what? It has never been defined by the courts. It's never been defined in 38 CFR you will not find the term inadaptability classified anywhere. Now, I want to tease out a couple things because I think it's important. If you're suffering from severe economic inadaptability, okay, economic refers to money. Inadaptability mm -hmm. refers to inability. There's a problem, okay? Mm -hmm. The 50% rating for migraines does not require that you are completely unable to work in order to qualify for the 50% rating. Okay, I'm gonna say that again. Economic inadaptability in the way that it has been defined in case law does not mean you are unable to work. It means that you're having significant issues and impairment with your work that's affecting your ability to produce economically, which means money. So perhaps it's increased sick time. Maybe it's you've had to request a reasonable accommodation, right? Maybe you can't be around your coworkers anymore because of the loud noises. Maybe you have lost a job because you worked on a flight line, right? Maybe you were a contractor 
and your job was to work on engine aircraft and you're around a flight line. And because your headaches are so severe and irritated by the noise, you couldn't do it anymore. Okay. That would be something that would qualify as severe economic inadaptability. Now you have to be prepared to explain that in your personal statements and during a compensation and pension exam. Okay. Anything else we want to add on this one, gents? Yeah, I, I, I'd like to comment, Brian, on, on that exact thing you were just talking about. When I went for my CMP exam, now I was one of those guys, you know, I didn't have anything in service and I got out in 92, like I told you. And then um, uh, just last, well, in April is when I got approved for my migraine claim. All right, I submitted in February, so it's been a long time. Um, but when I went to the CMP exam, that was one of the specific questions that the examiner asked me, you know, it's like, how does it impact you financially, you know, at work? And I said, well, I work from home. I said, so, you know, when I, when I had these headaches, I just, you know, go to my room, I lay down, you know, and, you know, no noise, no light, whatever. And she goes, do you have a log of that? I said, well, I don't have any sick time because I work for myself, you know, so I, I just make it up. And she told me as the examiner, she told me, she said, when you deal with this, you need to have a log from your employer or letters from your employer demonstrating how it does affect you at work. So she was actually telling me, you know, what they're supposed to be looking for, you know, to, you know, to do, you know, answer that question exactly about the work impairment. So, uh, so anything, any credible evidence you, or, or detailed you can get from your bosses or supervisor, whatever, about you having to take time off like Terrell did for his migraines, you know, submit all that stuff, you know, to the, to the, for the claim. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great, yeah. great example. And so you've heard us talk, uh, fellow vets, about buddy letters, buddy statements. Ask a coworker, right? Ask your boss to write you a letter explaining, hey, I am Brian's boss, I'm Stacy's boss, I'm, I'm Terrell's direct supervisor. I would say on average of, you know, three times a month, four times a month, he's asking for sick leave because of his headaches, right? Or whatever the, the situation is, okay? Mm -hmm. Gotta have that gang, credible evidence, competent and credible evidence in support of your disability claim for headaches. Great put. What else? Should we talk? Let's talk a little bit more about that term prostrating. <laughs> prostrating. It's, I'm not talking about your prostrate. Okay. <laughs> to prostrate is different than prostrate, which is different than the term prostrating. Prostrating comes from prostration, which nobody knows what that means. But if you Google it, you'll find out in the dictionary, there's a few different definitions. The one that I found that I think is the best, uh, I believe comes right out of dictionary.com. Okay, dictionary.com. Dictionary.com defines the term prostrating as to lay oneself flat on the ground face downward, especially in reverence or submission. Okay. So if you think about that, prostrating in the way that Terrell and, and we have talked about it here is exhaustion, powerlessness. Okay. You are in submission. You have to remove yourself. Okay. To lay down. So maybe 
you have to wear sunglasses and go in a dark room. Maybe you have to lay down in a dark room. Maybe you take a nap. Maybe when your headaches are throbbing, in addition to laying down, you have to use a meditation app, a mindfulness app. You have to turn on, uh, maybe it's some type of a, of a meditation type of music, a calm, soothing music in the background. And you're just out of commish for hours at a time, maybe even days at a time, okay? If that's happening to you, make sure you document it in a personal statement and be prepared to talk about it at your CNP exam. Now, if you come in there and say, you know, hey doc, yeah, my migraines are very prostrating uh, and productive of severe economic inadaptability, right? They're gonna call BS on you <laughs> because you're gonna sound like a professional claimant and you're throwing around terms from the law that nobody even understands what they mean that have never actually been defined. Talk about it like a normal human being who is describing their symptoms, okay? Absolutely. That's exactly what I tell my veteran. I say, tell me about your migraines. And they go into start explaining what's going on. And then they go look at the 38 CFR and see that and start trying to match it up with a percentage. I say, no, you want to humanize this as much as possible. When I tell you last July, I want to take a drill to my head to stop the pain. Say that if that's what's going on with you, right? Talk about how it bothers you to wake up with it, right? I'm literally helping veterans on a daily basis and I'm waking up to a migraine. I don't know how I'm going to be able to effectively do my job and serve fellow veterans on a daily basis if I can no longer function this way, right? So you're, you're medicating yourself. Like again, I said I was taking an abortive and I was taking a preventative, right? So I'm just popping migraine pills like they're Tic Tacs uh, at this <laughs> point, which are, which are causing a lot of other uh, issues as well. But you have to be able to explain it on a very, very human basis, right? So uh, veterans, if y'all don't listen to anything that we say here, the way you explain and talk to your veteran coach or your family about your migraines, that's exactly what I want you to do when you're having that conversation with the CNP examiner. Right. That's another one of my tell them how they are directly affecting you, your life, your family, your profession, uh, and just go with that story because the most powerful story in this entire process is your own. Great point. I want to bring up one other thing because it came up. Um, there's tons of different medications out there. Um, and we want you to get help. That's we want you to get better. Um, there are a, a host of medications. Some of them are just over the counter, like, you know, Motrin or Tylenol. Um, but there's also prescription strength medications that you may be able to take for migraines. So talk to your primary care provider about those. Um, the other thing that I found really interesting, and, and this has actually been talked about within our own group, are some of the other ways to get relief from your migraines. I've actually had vets tell me that Botox helps to relieve symptoms of migraine headaches. I've never done that. Uh, surprise, surprise. You know, I got this beautiful <laughs> wrinkleless skin. You might be thinking, yeah, right, dude. You know, just what about those lips? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, have you guys ever heard that, though? Like, any experience with uh, Botox injections or uh, what are some strategies you employ to help get some relief of your headaches? 
I've tried it all, <laughs> right? Uh, Botox was the, one of the first things that they 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 put me on, and I'm like, okay, and it didn't work, right? What I've discovered, Maxalt has been the the winner for me. Um, 15 milligrams, like clockwork. Like I said, every day, brush your teeth, pop a Maxalt. Uh, it, you know, it's it's literally in my uh, my whole regimen in the morning now. Um, so that that's been the, the thing that's helped me and like i said when it comes i can feel it coming now right i already know what the 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 aurora set is for me and and how that uh that that onset happens and i know that at that point i need to shut it down right i need to move on get in a dark place get some rest so i can be able to function later on uh for some different daily activities um how about my brothers what, what, what works for y'all I'm on uh, Imitrex. Okay. I mean, Imitrex for mine. Uh, that mm -hmm. takes care of them. Um, but the, the Botox, I, I've heard about that. And I believe there was something with acupuncture, too. Mm -hmm. uh, I, Been there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, there's alternatives out there. You know, I'm not one for taking a lot of medicine, medication. I don't like it. You know, but there are alternatives out there to, to follow. Yeah, I know a veteran, a, a fellow vet, uh, VMC that does the Botox, uh, and he swears by it. So, except he doesn't have headaches; he just does Botox. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll break that out later. <laughs> he, he must have been in the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> no comment, but yes. <laughs> How about you, Stacy? Any uh, any strategies you've employed? Um, you know, uh, for, yeah, fortunately, um, I, I don't have them as often as Terrell does. Um, thank goodness. Um, I do have a couple prescription meds that I, that I do have. I try not to take, just like Brian said, I don't like taking meds. Um, you know, I'm, I kind of grew up in the military on, on Motrin and Mountain Dew. And so, <laughs> you know, I think probably all of us have done that. So that's kind of my go-to. And uh, if that doesn't work, then I'll go ahead and take the Emitrex. Got it. Thanks. Yeah. That's kind of the running joke in, the, in I think, the military. It's like, right. you know, you may need an amputation. They're like, hey, here's some 800 milligram Motrin, right? It's right. like, that's, that's just the go-to. Um, exactly. The interesting thing about Motrin, by the way, there's a lot of long-term side effects mm -hmm. with long-term use of Motrin. Uh, I won't get into all of that right now but um, liver damage is one of them i mean there's some significant issues that can happen um, from some of those over-the-counter medications so be careful um, fellow vets when you're taking that stuff so um, for me uh, agreed I, I don't have uh, headaches nearly as severe as terrell has um, i haven't found a specific cocktail medication that works best for me of course i've got tylenol otc extra extra strength i've got motrin um, for me though, mindfulness meditation, mm. mindfulness meditation. And I want to talk about this. I try to do at least a five minute mindfulness meditation every single day. Okay. It doesn't happen every day. I have an app on my phone called calm. Okay. I'm, this is not an affiliate link or anything. It's just an app that I use by the way, migraine buddy is not an affiliate at all. It's just one that we use. Um, but I have an app on my phone called calm and I have paid for the upgraded version, which, you know, unlocks different guided therapies and treatments. But I found that my anxiety, 
my depression, my mental health symptoms go hand in hand with my headaches. One affects the other, yeah. right? If this one's bad, this one's probably bad. If this one's bad, this one's probably bad. So similar to how Terrell described it, if I start to feel the anxiety, the tightness in my chest, um, I'm having a panic attack or I'm depressed, I will try to recenter myself, focusing on breathing techniques using that app called Calm. And it's a guided meditation. Okay. Now it's not, when I say meditation, I'm not talking about like, you know, weird flu flu BS stuff. All it is, is focusing on your breathing. That's all it is. It's drawing awareness to one specific thing in that thing only. And by doing that, it has this way of drowning out everything else, right? And that's really what mindfulness does is it helps you refocus and recenter your thoughts and feelings, which we know that thoughts and feelings trigger actions, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's just a little tip for me that I've tried. If you've got a veteran who's already service-connected at 10% for tinnitus, the ringing in your ear, Talk us through some of the association there and, and how you can help a vet understand how headaches can be connected to that. The, uh, the, the connection with tinnitus and migraine is well documented. There, there's a lot of case study on that that, that uh, does go hand in hand with that because uh, the tinnitus or tinnitus, uh, it does, uh, it, it affects everybody differently. But one of the main symptoms from the tinnitus can be migraines. So that is one thing that I, I always talk to my vets about. If they come to me with tinnitus, you know, is about migraines because uh, mine was uh, secondary to my tinnitus and to my depression uh, that I got approved. Uh, so that, that is just one of the questions that I do ask about, about uh, the migraines for tinnitus. It's just, it's just too well documented not to try to get that service connected secondary. <clears throat> That's a good one. Um, so vets, by the way, the most commonly rated, right? most commonly diagnosed, service-connected and rated disability under the law is tinnitus, tinnitus, which is that ringing of your ear. So many US military veterans suffer from that. The part I find interesting though is so many veterans, VSOs, attorneys, accredited agents, they don't realize what some of the main disability conditions are that stem from, okay, service-connected tinnitus. If you go to Google right now and you type secondary conditions to tinnitus, okay, one of our blog posts, it's in the top three, um, I outline five conditions that have medical research, medical ties, medical linkages to being caused by, proximately due to, or aggravated by your service-connected tinnitus. Okay, and migraine headaches is absolutely one of those things. So uh, fellow vets, I wanna bring up something else that's very, very, very important. Okay, if you go to VA Claims Insider slash blog, it's one of our more recent posts. And we talk about a very important uh, case law precedent that was recently set on obesity, okay? Obesity as the interim link or the intermediary link to service connection, okay? There are lots of reasons why veterans might be obese, 
okay? And by the way, obesity is defined medically as having a BMI, a body mass index of 30.0 or higher, okay? The reason I'm talking about obesity though as an intermediate step for secondary service connection is because there is a body, a growing body of medical research that suggests that obesity and the severity of headache conditions, migraine conditions can be linked, okay? So maybe there's an interim link of obesity that has led to your migraines or the increasing severity of your headaches Okay, which is limiting or affecting your life. So the court case, by the way, it was a uh, court of appeals for veterans of claims. Uh, it was called Walsh versus Wilkie. Um, and I think it's, I think you should go read it because mm -hmm. it will be very, very eye-opening, intriguing. You're going to learn a lot, okay, about obesity and secondary service connection, okay? And it's, it goes way beyond your migraines, by the way. It can be uh, linked through just about anything. How does a veteran, if they're trying to, they're stuck, they're frustrated, they're underrated, they're going, Brian, Terrell, Brian, Stacy, like, I, y'all are cool, or at least I think you're cool. I, I like the Air Force guys better, right? <laughs> but if, a, if a fellow vet wants to work with Team VA Avengers, how do they go about doing that? Sure, absolutely. They can reach us at www.ratingideserve.com. That's www.ratingideserve.com. Uh, on our site, you can request a veteran coach that you would like to work with, um, and they will be happy to get started with you, answer any questions you have. Uh, I love my amazing team. These two gentlemen right here, we work hand in hand every day. They're really like my big brothers. Uh, we, we talk every day in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Uh, so, you know, it's really exciting to work with people that are more like family than coworkers. It, it, it makes it so much better uh, and, and is very genuine. So um, come work with our team. We'll be glad to serve you. Uh, we do it with a lot of passion. We do it with a lot of empathy. Um, I said it before, um, you know, so I would not rather, I wouldn't rather work with another team than the one I have right now. Don't, I wouldn't want to do this with anybody else other than my team. That's www.ratingideserve.com. Uh, and work with Team VA Avengers. We'll be glad and welcome you with open arms. We, we tell every veteran when they come to our orientation, welcome to the family. Uh, we treat them like family. Uh, we respect and honor what's going on with you. And ultimately, we want to get you the rating that you legally, ethically, and rightfully deserve. That's awesome. Thank Absolutely. you. And, and guys, like seriously, it is an absolute blessing for me to be in your presence and i really mean that uh it's an honor i know we laugh we we joke uh but i, I love y'all i mean truly i, I do um y'all have have changed my life y'all have given me a, a reason a purpose to live to wake up in the morning to give back um and nothing is more gratifying in this world in this life than being able to serve a fellow disabled veteran and change their life by helping them get some justice, by helping y'all get what you deserve by law. And it's happening every single day. When, when a veteran wins their claim and finally gets the rating they deserve after how many years, it is a life-changing moment of celebration. There's usually a lot of tears, 
uh, as well. But I, I still get chills. I still get chills. The hair on my arms, my neck, the little bit of hair I do have on my body, it stands up, right? Yeah. It stands up. It's, it's an absolute honor to serve with you gents and to serve fellow vets. Okay. Absolutely. Brian, Stacy, anything else you want to throw out uh, to the folks? I think what's awesome is we got three former clients here. Yep. Uh, fellow vets. Yep. We've got, we've got one of the first ever elite members in Terrell Morrell. Yep. Brian is an elite member. Stacy's an elite member. And guess what? Now they work for you. Yep. Right. That's and now right. they work for you. Yep. Love that. Absolutely. Love it. No, I just, I just want to, you know, thank you for the opportunity to do this. I want to thank Terrell for bringing me onto his team. Uh, I pestered the crap out of him and, uh, he finally, uh, he did bring me on and, and, you know, I, I actually put my claim on hold, uh, when I was doing this, so I, we did a two prong approach and my first claim went through and then I started working with you guys and my stuff took a back seat. You know, I just started working and helping bets, you know, until Terrell got on me and said, dude, you got to get your claim. Man. You know, so I finally got that in and, and, you know, for 27 years, I got myself to 20, uh, to 50%, you know, 22 of that, I was at 10. And when I came to VA claims decider, it was like, you know, I went from 50 to 30 in 28 days and then uh, 80 or, or excuse me, 50 to 80 in 28 days and then 80 to hundred in 41 days and I'm P and T. So that's just what this group does. You know, it's an awesome, awesome experience. And I, I, I thank Terrell every day. Man. Wow. Really so, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for sharing yeah. that. Thank you for sharing that. Stacy, how about you, brother? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I came on.